we're supposed to be having a fiesta! Watch this. San Antonio Spurs Nation, what's going on? I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Um, go USA, Team USA Basketball. You know we're all about that here. The Olympics is starting soon. But today is all about the the young Spurs, right? Are, have we been rebuilding this squad for a while now, right? A lot of people think we're in a state of flux and that we don't know what the next move is going to be. But low-key, do we know exactly what the plan is? And so I want to make this episode all about, hey, what I think is best if the time is now to move on, to press fast forward and move on to the future. So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Just to let you guys know that we are trying to chip away to 2000 subscribers. We're inching our way there every single day. So if you're enjoying this episode, if you like this channel, if you like Spurs basketball, smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button, that notification bell, so you get notified when we go live. Also, go ahead and take out the link in the description below. You get to join the Patreon. You get unlimited perks to behind-the-scenes access to Spurs Film Room. You get entered in giveaways. This August 7th, we're going to have a giveaway from an original Spurs painting of the Fiesta logo. Check out my social media. I already have a preview of it there. Um, so I got Valley Artist 66 doing an original Fiesta logo painting for my Patreon members. If you want to support the channel, get some perks, get entered in some giveaways, check out the link in the description below. All right. So let's get on with the show and let's talk about what's going on here with the Young Spurs. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? My international amigos of Spurs Nation, wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Go Spurs, go. Again, make sure to smash that like button down below. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Appreciate you guys stopping by. All right, so I want to say something before we get started. All right, so before we get started talking about what my plan is, let's my approach to this episode today is if I'm in that coaching room with everybody in the Spurs organization, if I'm in that planning room and I'm and we're all kind of discussing of what the next direction should be for this franchise, and we all in that war room, if you will, are saying, hey, it's time to move on. It's time to give our young guys the reins, right? That's what this episode is. What would be the next step from then from that point? Right. So this is what I would bring to the table in that respect. This is the presentation that I would give. So the San Antonio Spurs rebuild in progress, meaning that this is already happening. Right. This is this is, you know, if you can tell by the thumbnail, the guys that I have on this thumbnail are the future of the San Antonio Spurs franchise. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, 
Keldon Johnson, Luka Samanich, Devin Vassell, and we're going to have another first-round pick at 12 this year. So if the time is now to press the reset button on this franchise, to me, that means a few things, right? So we're going to go ahead, assuming through this episode, that two things are probably for sure going to happen. Number one, that the Spurs are not going to bring back DeMar DeRozan. Let me make that clear. I'm not saying that that's a guaranteed. Matter of fact, if you watch this channel, you know that I'm actually on the boat of DeMar belongs in San Antonio. Maybe not the number one guy. Maybe we don't build the offense around DeMar, but I definitely love him being a part of the puzzle. One, because his character is first-class personified professional in this league, and he's a great teacher, great mentor, and all that stuff. Now, I know that does a lot of things with our lineups and what we can do and whatnot, right? But let's just assume that the Spurs are ready to let DeMar go and either do a sign-in trade with him this offseason or maybe the Spurs are willing just to let him walk just like we do, right? We let we let people walk in San Antonio. We're not, we're not trying to get any last drop out of our guys that are here when it comes to trading them and stuff, right? So it's all about fit. We don't want to just trade people just to get people. It's all about fit and culture here in San Antonio. Um, so the second thing that I'm pretty sure needs to happen, right? I'm sure you guys let me know if you would agree with me that in order for the Spurs to really move into the future, they have to let go of DeMar and then also guys like Rudy Gay, Trey Lyles, and maybe even possibly Patty Mills not returning to the club. Again, that's not what I want, but I, you know, I think Patty Mills needs to be the Udonis Haslam of this team, right? He needs to be that guy who is on our roster as long as he wants to be affecting our culture, teaching our young guys the way we do things in this organization, the right way, the wrong way to be a pro. If we have to have somebody doing that, I would love it to be Patty Mills. But Patty Mills played this year like if he was the number three option, number two option on a team. And I think, you know, everyone's saying the same thing out there in the Spurs Twitter world and, and just saying that Patty Mills deserves to be on a championship level contender. If that's his goal to go out and win another championship, um, that's what people want. They want they want to see Patty on a on a team where he's going to be able to come in and hit clutch buckets in, in the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals, wherever he goes, you know, being on one of those top, you know, teams in the NBA. I would love to see that for Patty Mills too. We love Patty Mills here. Shout out to the Aussie ball of Patty. Right now he's uh he's putting in that work in that yellow and green, getting ready for the Tokyo Olympics, representing Australia. All right. So now in this scenario where this does play out, right? Because there's a lot of different ways that this season can play out, this offseason can play out for this franchise. But you look, if it's whatever you're thinking. Whatever I'm thinking most likely is like the opposite of what's going to happen, right? We know the San Antonio Spurs, they're not doing, they're not going to do what everybody's talking about and what everyone thinks that they should do. They have their own plan. And I think that plan is built off a few principles and that's family, culture, and fit, right? Like I think above everything else, they value character and some of these, you know, traits that aren't necessarily shown when the ball is in your hand or when you're running on the floor. It's all about how you present yourself and how you are off the court. And then they'll work with who you are on the court. They'll mold you over the years. They'll develop you. They want the fit. We want the fit in San Antonio. We can't be a team that is hung up on free agents every year and trying to, you know, do all that stuff. We try to build the core based on our values, 
that has that have made us successful here in San Antonio. Okay, so again, in my mind, I think this pro this process has already begun. It's it's been going on for the past four or five years, right? I used to go on and say over and over and over that the Spurs are not a team that you will find tanking in the NBA ever, ever. We'll find another way to get back to the top. We don't need to go all the way down to the bottom to go to the top. We don't. I mean, think about when we transitioned with Kawhi, right, from the Tim Duncan era to to the, the big three to the Kawhi era. And then, you know, we were transitioning already out of our big three era into championship level play. Right. With Kawhi and, and all and, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge that year that Zaza tripped his ankle. We were actually pretty dang good. Right. We were giving the Warriors the business in the playoffs until that happened. So we are a, a team that's thinking playoffs championship level every single year. Now, some years that is a little further away than than others. Right. And that was even when the big three was here, to be honest. Some years we we're really close to the championship really close to the Western conference finals other years, not so much. Right. So we got to understand that too, Spurs nation that you don't win a championship every single year, but when you give yourself a chance every single year is when your foundation is solid and your foundation is built off certain principles. So that's what it all starts with. If you're going to ask me of this rebuild process, right? If this rebuild process is going to work, you have to have the foundation solid. That is the way it's done in San Antonio. Big three was with Tim Duncan and, and everyone else just followed suit, right? Now, who is it going to be? What are we going to do? What is our foundation moving forward? What is the identity of this franchise going to be built off? And I'll tell you what, let's start talking about it. All right, so in this episode, there's five areas of this offseason that are crucial to this franchise if we're going to go ahead and go into the future. And that's the foundation. Who is going to be the foundation of this franchise? Where is the scoring going to come from? Because that's a real question in San Antonio. If it's not DeMar, remember, in this scenario that we're playing with, DeMar DeRozan is not in the building. So scoring is a big issue. We're going to talk about who our specialists are going to be. We're going to talk about the 2021 20, NBA draft and how that plays a factor into this offseason and into the future of this team. I mean, look at this thumbnail here, on, here in the – in the center, this far left area right here, that's going to be somebody in the Spurs uniform for the next at least four or five years that we draft, hopefully longer, hopefully the whole career, right? Because we draft those guys. And then also help wanted competitive pay. We have salary. Let's go ahead and look at free agents and actually make it ourselves competitive in the market to fill our needs. So those are the five areas that we're going to look at. Um, on this episode. But before we do that, I just want to let you guys know that you can join the Patreon in the link below. You support this channel. You uh, get perks to the channel. You get automatic enters, in entries into giveaways that we're going to be doing for our Patreon members only. We have a pretty dope Spurs logo Fiesta painting uh, being done right now. I got a little preview of it here. I know it's not a full screen preview, but right here. Well, wait, that wait. That way. Shoot. There we go. Right there. That thing is getting made right now by a local artist. And uh, he does great work. Valley Artist 66. Right? Go check him out on Instagram. It's going to be a dope painting that we're giving away for our Patreon members only. Shout out to Frenchie Betts, Patreon member right now in the chat room. Shout out to Frenchie Betts. Right now, Frenchie is going to be the only one in this entry get getting this thing right now. So if you guys want to make it competitive for Frenchie, 
uh, winning this canvas. It's actually like, um, shoot, I forget the measurements on it, but it's it's a pretty big canvas, right? It's going to be nice. It's going to be some awesome wall decor for that Spurs fan out there. So really appreciate you guys stopping by. Check the links in the description below, okay, for that. All right, so smash that like button right now. Chant, go Spurs, go when you do, and let's get on with this rebuild with the San Antonio Spurs. Shout out to the chat room. Everyone that's in here, thank you so much for subscribing, for checking out the channel. Really love you guys. Really appreciate it. And I can't wait, you know, for next season coming up for Spurs Nation. All right. All right. So let's get into that. All right. The foundation is going to be built off DeJounte Murray and Derek White. These two guys have earned the keys to the culture. Imagine, pay attention. I'm not saying these guys have the keys to the offense and keys to, you know, being the number one option or anything like that. But I'm telling you, that these guys hold the keys to the franchise. And I I feel like this happened really because of one big reason. They ag- agreed to the contracts that they agreed to. I think DeJounte could have gotten more out in the open market, and I think Derek White for sure probably could have gotten more out in the open market, but they chose to extend their stay in San Antonio at a reasonable price. At a reasonable price, man. Guys, like these two players right here are capable of, of being a top backcourt in the Western Conference. I still believe that. And, you know, you can start criticizing, oh, well, this, they're, they, you know, this and that. About both of these guys doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We talked about it already. What do the Spurs value? They value culture, character, and setting principles that are going to build foundation. And these two guys have done that. They put the team before themselves. They said, hey, you know what? We're not going to go after max contracts. We're going to take reasonable contracts, good contracts, very fair contracts. But they're not going to handcuff the team. They're not going to be Luka Doncic, who's going to probably take you know, a $40 million contract from the Mavs, rightfully so. But what does that mean for the rest of the Dallas Mavericks? You know what I'm saying? Like a third of their salary cap is going to be tied up into one guy. And I know that's Luka Doncic. He's he's an MVP type player, so you do that. I don't. I don't I'm not saying the Mavericks are dumb for doing that. I'm just saying that. Hey, look at the situation they're going to be in for the next few years, and look at our situation. Right? It's going to be Luka or bust, and then everyone else is going to have to take a, either a pay cut, or they're going to have to put veterans around them, or young players that are on low salaries, right? Like rookies, sophomores in the league, to put around Luka Doncic, maybe one other superstar caliber guy, and then that's they're handcuffed pretty tight. You know, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'll tell you what, in San Antonio, the big three, when they were here, Tim Duncan took pay cut after pay cut. Manu, Tony Parker took pay cut after pay cut. They were free agents too at one time, and they got offers out there from the rest of the NBA as well. And there were bigger offers than probably what we can offer here in San Antonio. But what did the big three do? They sacrificed you know, they talk about that, you know, after like the championship um, videos, how they all sacrificed financially in order to stay together and build the culture here. The San Antonio Spurs organization, the brass, R.C. Buford, Brian Wright, Coach Pop, all the guys in charge at the top of this organization are not going to just throw that away. Throw 22 years of culture and how we be successful in San Antonio in a small market team. We're not going to just throw that away and go pay a free agent. million who may not even fit our culture here in San Antonio. The culture comes first and it's in their hands. It's in DeJounte's hands. We already know that. We already know DeJounte Murray is one of those guys who sets the tone on the court and off the court in the off season. 
He's there making sure that all the young guys are putting in work. He's there leading by example. DeJounte Murray knows how to lead by example above anything else. And that's that's like gold to the San Antonio Spurs. So I think the Spurs are comfortable pushing play, saying, you know what, let's go ahead and move on from DeRozan. Let's move on from all this and give the opportunity to DeJounte and Derek White. Derek White, guys, might be the Spurs' best player. You know, I, I thought he might be the Spurs' best player in the beginning of this season. Unfortunately, injury, you know, hit Derek White pretty hard throughout the season. Never really got a flow going. But I'll tell you what, Derek White took more shots in about 33, 38 games, whatever it was that he played, than probably most of our team did in the full season that they played. Like he was, Derek White was supposed to be very involved in this season. We saw what he did in the bubble. We were going to do a similar offense to that here in the here in the NBA season, and that benefited Derek White last year. So I think Derek White, we know what he's done in the playoffs as well. I think Derek White is a guy that you can give the ball to late in a playoff game, and he's going to make the right decision. Because a lot of people think that our main guy on our team needs to be able to get a bucket, right? Like a lot of a lot of knocks on the Utah Jazz are they don't have a guy that can just get you a bucket when the game is on the line. You need a guy that can re- can create some offense, and we know that is to be true. Like in the conference finals and in the finals of of that level of play, you definitely do need those guys. But I'll tell you what: what did the Spurs have? We had an we had guys that made that that the guy that we gave the ball to at the end of the game. Y'all, let me know in the chat who was that who usually had the ball in their hands in the final possessions of a game. Most of the time, guys, it was either two people. It was Manu and it was Tony. And you know why they had the ball in their hands? Not because they can go out and get you a bucket. They they had the ball in their hands because they were going to make the right play and execute. People, people undervalue execution in this league. It's all about can you get a bucket? Can you get a bucket? Can you get your shot off? No, can we execute our play down the stretch and get the bucket we want? And Manu would make the right play. How many times would Manu turn turn it over at the end of games? Freaking rarely, like rarely. And even in the biggest moments, even rarer, right? And I think that Derek White is that type of guy. I think of Derek White, we run, the, we run a pick and roll, whatever it is for Derek towards the end of the game. He is going to run that pick and roll and make the right play. And if the right play is for him to be aggressive and score, I think he's good enough to do that too. So DeJounte, obviously we know the leader that he is. Derek White, I think, has the potential to be a number one or number two option on this squad. Now, if you go put him with LeBron James or you go put him on the Milwaukee Bucks or if you go put him on some other team, yeah, he's probably not going to be the number one option. But out of all of our young guys on the team, Derek White is the one that I feel most comfortable with, with the ball in his hands. And DeJounte earned some of that spotlight as well this season. So so shout out to DeJounte and Derek White. If we're moving forward into the next season, we're saying DeJounte, Derek, you guys, we're building this franchise around you. Not saying that they're going to be our number one or two guys, but everything is going to be run for is to benefit these two guys and help that, you know, we're going to base everything that we do off of their backs offensively and defensively. Defensively is the most important part. We're talking about all this offense right now, right? But the main reason why these two got the keys is because they're probably two of the better defenders in the backcourt in the NBA. I don't, I don't see many people better than Derek White 
as a defender. Derek White's taking charges at half court, making turnovers happen, you know, getting nasty blocks on the weak side. He's guarding Kawhi. He's guarding Giannis. He's guarding Damian Lillard, right? Derek White is that guy. He's guarding the best player on the other team. And DeJounte is going to be right there next to him, man. So come on now. The foundation has to be has to be set. It has to be solid. It has to be firm. You got to be able to build the house on it. And if you're asking me, there's almost no better option out there to build a house on than DeJounte and Derek White. All right, guys, so we're going to take a real quick break. We'll get right back, and then we're going to talk about scoring and where I feel like the scoring is going to come from if this is the plan for the San Antonio Spurs when we get right back. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Guys, there's some awesome San Antonio Spurs gear on fanatics.com. If you've ever shopped for some official fan gear, if you're not checking Fanatics and Rally House, I don't know what you're doing. They have all the cool stuff, all this Fiesta swag. Just go check the links in the description below uh, to Fanatics and Rally House. It'll take you straight to the San Antonio Spurs shop. On their website, you don't have to go type it in. Just go ahead and click the links down below. Also, there's a link to TicketDistributors.com. So if you want to go to an NFL game, training camp's going to be starting soon. Baseball, if you're an MBL type of person, hey, check out TicketDistributors.com. If you're going to go see a concert, whatever it is, check this website first. Compare your pricing. I'm not saying you have to buy them from here. I mean, check the pricing first. They're competitive with just about anybody. So, I mean, you'd be silly not to buy your ticket from here if it's cheap, $10 cheaper than wherever else you buy it. All right. So check out the links in the description below. Uh, got a lot of good stuff there. Thank you guys for hanging out. Let's get back on with the show. Go Spurs, go smash that like button down below. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. As our roster stands right now, our scoring, where is it going to come from? Let's take a look. We got to look at who on our team right now has the upside. Who on our team has the upside to actually get their own bucket? Because I know I was just kind of dogging that a second ago. You do need a guy that can get your own bucket. I'm just saying he doesn't have to be your best player. He doesn't have to be like your leader or anything like that on the floor. But you have to have those guys. You got to have guys that do three things, are able to get their own shot, right? Make their own shot, create it out of nowhere. Like I said, if you want to win a championship, you want to get to the conference finals, you're going to need those guys. You're going to need a guy that's a three-level scorer a guy that knows how to use his scoring ability at all those three levels. And that's the three-point line, that's uh, mid-range, and getting to the rim and finishing at the basket. And then you got to have guys that have athleticism. And in our case, we have young players that have athleticism that they haven't even really been able to showcase yet. And I even think, as much as we've seen out of Lonnie Walker, his athleticism, which is off the charts – when he's when he has the ball in his hands, let's be clear about that too. And it's, it's usually one sided. Lonnie's athleticism, it's amazing. It's it's probably it's probably like top what 10, 15 most athletic guys in the NBA. Lonnie might be up there. Lonnie might be up there. The way he tries to put guys on posters, man, good grief, right? But if you're looking at this squad right now, if we need to give guys more shots, it's Devin Devin Vassell. We sh he showed this year in his rookie season that he has flashes of one-on-one -on -one, um, shot-creating ability, right? I mean, he can hit you with the step back in the mid-range. He can catch and pull up uh, uh, at the three-point line. He's a great spot-up shooter at the three-point line, and we've seen what he's been able to do at the rim. 
um, in the limited minutes that Devin Vassell got, we saw that he can do all of these things. Now, Lonnie Walker can do all these things as well. We all had the hype train on full steam ahead, right, on Lonnie Walker this past season, and he got a lot of run. There was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of great flashes of, dang, Lonnie, oh, damn, man, maybe we need to give Lonnie's the key to the offense. Maybe we need to give Walker the keys to the offense. There were some nights where I was like, oh, crap, man. Lonnie just dropped like 28 on these fools, right? I mean, you guys were there too. Lonnie Walker's amazing when he's on. That's the problem though. He needs to be able to be on around 95% of the time to be taken seriously as a threat on our squad. He can't be up and down and we're going into a gym and then they're just like, oh yeah, Lonnie Walker, you know, he's averaging 14 points when the last four or five games he's averaged four and two rebounds and one steal, you know, it's like, come on, Lonnie. Like we need more production out of Lonnie Walker. And he can be one of those guys that we give him the ball time after time after time and tell him, go get us a bucket. I think there's a lot of flexibility in Lonnie's role. I think Lonnie Walker can bring this scoring off the bench. And I feel like Lonnie Walker can bring the scoring in the starting unit. If you're basing it off this past season, I will say he played better as a starter. But if you're going to ask me what's best for the team, I say bring him off the bench and give him the ball, right? Give him the ball. So Lonnie Walker has the upside. Devin Vassell has the upside. And the third guy, you guys are probably like, what? Half of you guys in here think that he should probably go back to the G League. But Luka Samanich can do all of these things. One, let's talk about, let's go from the bottom up. The athleticism. He has like a 38, 40-inch vertical. We saw it in the combine, how athletic he is. He's putting on muscle over his first two years. He's gotten a lot bigger. He's gotten a lot more tatted up, too. (laughs) Um, uh, Luca has. Luca has sneaky athleticism. When you see him, uh, look at, go find the highlights of him in transition, how he's able to finish um, either going for the dunk or how Luca finishes at the rim. He's very, very crafty. Now, Luca is a three-level scorer. His three-point shot in the NBA, his sample size is not at a level where you can say, oh, he's a consistent shooter. He's a consistent pick-and-pop guy. He's going to be a guy that you can drive and kick out to, and he's just going to knock it down. The numbers don't show that. But if you see the way he plays while he's on the floor, it's pure confidence. His motion is so fluid. To be a 20-year-old guy and to move the way he moves on the floor um, is, is so impressive. It's so impressive. He's a three-level scorer in three in this way, I'm telling you. His jump shot is going to fall when he gets comfortable. I have I have zero worries about is Luka's jump shot going to be there in the NBA. It's going to be there. And he's already so quick at getting it off. If you want to look at the film room that I did on him on his rookie year, you can see that in his first year in Austin, he shot the second most threes on the team. The second most, his rookie year, being a screen and pop guy and a guy that's just going to catch it and shoot it off a kickoff. Now, if you look at his percentages, they were kind of low. I'm saying he took the second most shots. He didn't make the second most shots, but he took a lot of them. That's because the Spurs organization is saying, hey, your development is in this area. We need to be able to pick and pop with you on a certain level, right? So Luca has been working on that for two years. So it's all about confidence now his his stroke is good man his stroke is pure he has a little bit of foot rotation going on on his landing but ultimately he's going to be a guy that can score in three levels at the three ball and then when he gets chased off of the off of the three he's going he's going one place and that's to the rim 
He doesn't have the mid-range game yet, but I'll tell you where Luka Samanich's third level of scoring comes from. It comes from the block. It comes from the block. So Luka can score on three different levels. It's not on a mid-range jump shot like DeJounte or like Devin Vassell, like DeMar DeRozan. His, if he's if he's shooting a three or getting chased off the line and going to the rim, if those two things are taken away, what he's going to do next is we're going to look to get him a ball, the ball on the block, on the post. And he is so smart. He knows how to score over smaller guys, doesn't mess around, just bodies them up and puts the ball in the hole. If you're if you're wanting to know where I see this from, go look at his go look at his G League stuff. You have to be able to look at uh, Luka Samanich's G League sample in order to really know what his game is about, right? So he's able to post up on smaller guys, and he's fast enough. He's been showing one thing in the NBA right now on the block against bigger guys, smaller guys. He dominates them in the NBA too, but bigger guys, he's always showing one thing that his first move is fast enough. His first move is always right. It's always the correct move and it's always fast enough. But where he lacks is after he puts the move on the bigger guy in the NBA, they're usually athletic enough and strong enough to kind of get back in the picture and, and make a deflection either on the ball or they foul him or something like that. They get back in the play. So Luca needs to add some more size some more strength, um, more confidence. And just like we've just talked about, I feel like that's been the biggest arc for Luca in the first two seasons of his career um, with San Antonio. So, I mean, he's working on him. So I think if we get Luca more opportunity, he will be just fine scoring the ball. And so will Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell. These three guys have to be able to lead the squad in upside if we're going to move on from DeMar DeRozan and move on to the future. I'm not saying that these guys have to be DeMar, but we all seen it, right? We've seen it with our big three. We saw it with Kawhi. We saw it with LaMarcus, and we've seen it with DeMar DeRozan. They're what? Above all things, what? They're consistent. Game in, game out, for the most part, they are going to get you buckets, right? So um, let me see what's going on up here. Make sure I haven't missed anything in the chat room. Shout out to the chat room. Thank you guys for hanging out. Smash that like button down below. Chant Go Spurs Go when you do. Shout out to Say Town, Fiesta Town, inter- International Amigos of Spurs Nation. Thank you for hanging out. So let's go ahead and move on. We've talked about the foundation being set. Right, We talked about DeJounte, and we've talked about Derek White being the guys that we build this team around. That means that the offense is probably going to have to come from these three fellas right here. Their, their scoring, their shot counts got to go up. All right, so what's next? Who else do we have left on this roster that are going to be around for the next three to four years? Right, We got to have some role players in the house. Now, I'm not saying that these guys on this list have to only be role players. Obviously, Keldon Johnson has a ceiling that's pretty high, way above just an average role player in the NBA. But for this young squad, we need Keldon Johnson to be what he's what he started off being this season. Uh, a guy that can get you 10 to 15 points, a guy that's going to get you 8 to 12 rebounds, and just make things happen on the defensive end. Right, he's got to have a couple counter moves on offense to make sure that he keeps the defense honest. But obviously, Keldon has a pretty solid role on this squad. That's how he's been able to get into the lineup as a sophomore. Right, starting lineup as a sophomore. When was the last time we did that? You know what I'm saying. So Keldon has all the potential in the world to be more than just a role player. 
But if you're asking me, but these young guys need to be dominant in their roles. This isn't a diss. Believe me, this is not a diss, right? We need our role players to be dominant in what they do. And if it's just rebounding, if it's running the point guard spot, if it's um, defending the rim, whatever it is, they have to be dominant. We can't suck. Our role players can't suck, right? And, and I'm sorry, but we can't just give everybody on the team 20 shots, right? And I feel like Jakob, and Keldon, they were in the starting unit this year, and that was exactly what we asked of them. We asked them to fill the role. And Jakob was one of the better defenders in the league. Not every night, not against Memphis, but Jakob held down the paint. I feel like he did his role. I am not on the fence. I'm sorry, I'm, I am on the fence. I don't know if Jakob should start or not. You guys let me know in the chat below. Should Jakob be a starter for the Spurs? I feel like... It really just depends on who's around him. Is there going to be some more shooting around him where he doesn't need to be a threat offensively? Or do we need more production out of the center spot? You guys let me know. But anyways, Kelton Johnson, Yaka Pertle, Luka Samanich. I know we talked, him, we talked about him on the previous slide. When we talked about Luka as being one of the scoring threats that really just depends on opportunity. Now, if I'm a betting man, I don't think the San Antonio Spurs are going to look to give Luka 15, 20 shots a game. I'm not. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think more of the upside of these three guys come from Devin and Lonnie. And I think Luka does more of a role playing, has a more of a role playing year this year where his role is maybe to defend, rebound, and stretch the floor, right? And we don't really look to get him the ball you know, in all the spaces where he can score, but we really need him to be good at doing a few things. And I think that's probably what Lucas Samanich's third year in the NBA is going to look like. It's going to be him, you know, having getting a role from the coaching staff and being asked to be perfect and being dominant at that. Trey Jones is a guy that showed so many flashes of so many different skills and, and capabilities on, on both ends of the floor. It's really hard for me to just put – Trey Jones in a role because I'm like, man, well, if we give Trey Jones the ball and tell him to go score every time, can he? Can he get to the rim like almost any time he wants? I mean, he kind of showed us this past year that he might be able to, to score amongst the trees, just like maybe maybe be one of the better, smaller guards out in the league. I mean, in time, right? But Trey, Trey Jones was showing us things that I had never expected him to do. So if Patty is gone, like we said in the beginning of this episode, if you're just tuning in, thank you guys for watching. In the beginning of this episode, I laid a lot of context to if the Spurs were going to press reset, what does that mean? And when some of that, some of those things mean that Patty Mills might be might not be involved, right? And if Patty Mills is not there um, to come off the bench, Trey Jones is going to have an uptick in responsibility and in opportunity. And he's a Duke guy. He's, he comes from a great family of basketball players. I feel like Trey Jones will flourish with whatever opportunity he gets. And then we have guys like Drew Banks. We know what Drew's role is, is to come, be a banger, rebound, put the ball in the hole, finish around the rim. And our role players need to be dominant, meaning that I don't want to see Drew and Luca and Trey Jones just come into the, come into the game and we're kind of, you know, we're seeing them have a lot of ups and downs throughout the season. No, they need to come in and be dominant from the get-go, right? So what's next, right? So, so far, we've talked about the foundation. 
we talked about scoring and we talked about kind of what roles um, need to be set and, you know, how players need to be flourishing in their roles. Cause again, you have to have roles in basketball. You know, this, this game is built off of a team concept. You can't have three guys that are just great at scoring and, you know, and not everyone else, what just rebounds. No, you got to have a bunch of different guys that are great at doing a bunch of different things that are going to help this team win. Right. So, What's next? Well, the next two things in front of us, if this is our team moving into this offseason, which technically it is, (laughs) technically this is the squad on paper, right? On paper, these are the guys that we're rolling into next season with. Now, there's something that's going to happen here in about three weeks, a little less than three weeks. July 22nd, I believe, is the 2021 NBA draft. All right, so... In the 2021 NBA draft, what is the Spurs' prerogative? What are they, you know, what is on the top of their priority list when it comes to this offseason? And if you ask me, it's to just get better and just draft the best available player that there is on the board. Now, according to uh, Noah Magato George, friend of the show on Twitter, They've already interviewed with a list of players. They've already worked out a list of players for this draft. Now, the Spurs are interviewing the players that I feel like they might select at 12. And they're working out players that I feel like they're looking at for the second round, right, for their second round pick. So some of the players that they've interviewed, Corey Crispert, right, up here, Keon Johnson. They've interviewed Kai Jones. Um, some of the, you know, available talent. I, I, if you guys have heard, uh, Alamo city limits, that's Noah's again, no, shout out to Noah Magaro, George. Um, his last podcast episode was a review on these two guys right here, Josh Giddy and Alfarun Shangun. Right. And so I think both of these guys, if they're on the board, the Spurs got to take a really strong look at these two fellas right here, as well as this guy right here, Zaire Williams. Now, we don't know how the draft is going to shake out. We don't know who's going to be there at 12, but I think ultimately the team that we have right now needs more talent. It needs more just upside guys with upside at maybe certain positions, right? If you saw, you know, if you go back and look at the upside section of this episode, that's Lonnie and Devin, both of those guys are like at the guard, small forward spot, maybe for Devin. Um, But we need guys that have upside across the board. And I feel like, you know, the Spurs just got to go ahead and take the best guy available. We're going to be doing more draft talk here over the next few weeks. So let me know who you guys want for the Spurs at the 12th pick. You know, realistically, who's going to be there for the Spurs at 12? You guys let me know. And who do you want them to pick? I think it can go a, a few different ways. You know, I think the Spurs need to draft the best player available, but also, um, if there's more than one guy that you feel are, are, uh, you know, at that level that can really elevate this current roster that we have, I think you weigh, you know, you weigh certain players a certain, you know, so much. And like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think it's like, it, it comes down to in that war room with the Spurs organization, what are they really feeling about the need? You know, what is the need right now? I don't think we got a draft need. I got, I think we got a draft talent and upside. Um, but at 12, we might be able to get both. And of course, like I started off the show saying, it's all about fit. It's all about how they do in the interview. It's all about what they say to those questions. 
it, it's all about what their college or ex coaches say, how they worked out, you know, what was their daily routine like? Are they guys that like to go out and hang out with friends and, and go out to the club? Are they homebodies? Do they care about their family? Do they care about their community? And all of those questions, man, weigh a lot, you know, when these guys are interviewing with the San Antonio Spurs. So I know some players have had interviews where that kind of shows, and some players have had interviews this year already where they're more talking about themselves and they're all about themselves. And I can do this and I can do that. And I want to do this. I want to do that. It's like, Hey, bro, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, if you come to the San Antonio Spurs, you're not going to call any type of shot, right? You are not going to call your own shots at least, you know, so so you're going to be developed just like however they see fit. Right. But in this draft, the Spurs need to take the best player available. And that player will be here kind of, you know, that will be our next first round pick, right? If you're looking at this, um, at this graphic here, the thumbnail, these are all of our last first round picks, man. DeJounte, Derek, Lonnie, Keldon, Luca, uh, Devin, and then we're going to get another first round talent this year. It really does have to make the equation balance. There has to be some type of balance here with this pick. Um, I don't think we need to draft for need. We need to draft character first, right? Because the guy that we draft, we are planning on trying to keep him around as long as possible in the Spurs uniform. So in order to do that with a small market and for them to take team-friendly deals and all that stuff, they have to have the right character, right? So you guys let me know who the Spurs should draft um, that can fit that that uh, that piece, right? I mean, it's like who who has all of those tools, man? That's That's the best part about the draft, man, is – you know, if, if I was a scout, man, I would love it. I would love to be able to go and talk to players, get to know them, um, look at all the film. Yeah. Of how they, how they work and how they perform, but you know, how do they, per, how do they perform in practice? What's their attitude like in practice? You know, what is their, what do their families say about them? What do their friends say about them? What type of person are they? Are they a caring person? Are they arrogant? You know, like what type of, you know, person are you bringing in to do business with over the next four or five years and to be a part of your franchise, man, those are big questions. And I would love to know, uh, what's going on right now uh, for the Spurs regarding the draft, right? So July 22nd, today's the 5th. We got, what, 17 more days, 17 more days into the draft. Woo, it's coming quick. It's coming quick. Um, all righty, let me see really quick. All right, I'll just go through my chat really quick, make sure I'm not missing anything. All right, so let's let's go ahead and take one last break here, and then we're going to talk about free agents, all right. So I know free agency happens. It starts August 2nd. I think that's when the players can start talking to teams, but they can't officially sign a deal until August 6th. Right. So we have a little bit of time. We're going to be able to address through the draft first. Right. And then we're going to be able to approach free agency. So let's go ahead and take a quick break, go over a couple more things, and then we'll be right back. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? all right guys how can you support this channel there's about 65 of you guys in here right now thank you so much for hanging out if you're tuning in right now smash that like button scroll up hit that notification bell subscribe to this channel put it in the comments let me know where you're from where you're watching from i love reading the comments and seeing where spurs nation is and where uh, who i'm talking to what country i'm talking to what city shout out your hometown in the chat below um, and then I'll go over those maybe later in the show, but we're trying to get to 2000 subscribers by August 7th. 
We're also trying to rack up as many Patreon members as we can. Right now, we've gotten that snowball rolling. It's Frenchie Betts, man, holding it down. Thank you so much for supporting this show. If you guys want to support this show and, and get you know behind-the-scenes access to this show, you get merch discounts you know, coming in the future. You get int- automatic entries to giveaways, guys. There's just so much that if you click the link in be- the link below, it'll take you to the page that looks like this. You get to pick what tier you want to be a part of. Doesn't matter what tier you pick, you know. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for even going down and clicking that link and just even checking, um, watching this video, guys. Watching me talk Spurs basketball. I mean, that's enough support for me, man. If you just smash that link down below, uh, subscribe to this channel. If you're active in the chat, man, thank you guys so much for 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 much. Oh, sorry guys. My my mouse kind of jumped on, jumped a little crazy on me. I gotta plug some stuff here back in. Should work here in a second. We'll be right back, guys. I'm gonna do, take care of this little technical difficulty, and then we'll be right back. So hold on for one second. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? And we're back. We are back. Thank you guys for hanging out. Had a little technical glitch there, but we are back. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you for hanging out. Click that like button down below and let's keep it moving. All right. So now we're here to talk about free agents. Let's kind of do a real quick recap of what we've talked about so far in this episode. Again, we started off saying that, hey, this offseason, if we're going to press play, we're going to go moving into the future. We're not going to look back and we're not going to hang our hats on any old other veterans or anything like that. It's time to do a few things, right? One, that means that we're not going to bring back DeMar DeRozan. Two, that means that Rudy Gay, Trey Lyles, uh, Gorgie Jang, right? Gorgie Dang or Jang um, and possibly Patty Mills are not going to be returning to the season or to this team. And okay, so if that's the case, what do we do? First off, we have to have a foundation and we're going to build it off the backs of Murray and White. Second, you know, DeMar, Patty, and Rudy Gay took all the shots, right? They took all the shots this season for the San Antonio Spurs, right? So who who are those shots going to go to now, right? First, I think they're going to go to Derek White and DeJounte. Those guys are going to get an uptick in their offensive output. But I think our scoring role players, where they're going to come onto the floor, they're going to step onto the floor, and they're going to be told to get buckets, I think, you know, we talked about it. That's got to be the guys with upside. It's got to be Devin Vassell. It's got to be Lonnie Walker. It's got to be Luka Simonic. They can do three things. They can create their own shot. They can score on three different levels of the floor. Um, And they all have 
unlimited athleticism, athleticism potential, athletic potential, right? So these are our three guys that I think are going to have to take more shots next season. Um, then we're going to have a bunch of role players, right? That have to just, I'm not saying that they're not going to be a part of this equation. Matter of fact, the success of this team is dependent on Keldon Johnson being dominant in his role, being that hustle guy, making 50, 50 plays, getting deflections and getting out there, pushing the defense, pushing, um, you know, pushing the ball in transition and being a factor. Kel, uh, Jakob Pertl, you know, he's going to have to continue to develop on the defensive end. He took a huge step forward in that this season in that regard, but offensively, he's going to need to be able to be a factor as well. And that's going to be a small role for him, but he's got to be dominant. In other words, every time we give Jakob the ball, he can't be fooling around and just lay it up and try to do a reverse layup or whatever. It's like jam that thing, bro. Your role is to put the defense on their heels, put them on a poster. If Derek White's going to drive to the hole and attract your your guy you know attract two players and dump off to the big i don't want to see Jakob trying to do some you know layup here and there and he gets blocked and whatever it's like oh those are the most frustrating moments because if anything else Jakob offensively needs to be a finisher around the rim be dominant in your role luka samanich you know even though i said he has the upside potential to get more shots i wouldn't bet money on the spurs doing that unless he earns it right unless he earns it i think this season his role is going to be like spread the floor, Luca. Defend, rebound, get the ball off the rebound and push the break. You know, I feel like if you do that for Luca Samanich, with him building his size, his muscle, his physique over the previous two seasons, he's going to be able to come into the league and and be able to flourish in a in a role, right? And I think Trey Jones being able to run the show at the backup point guard and be able to give us more than we ask of him offensively is going to be um, his role. And obviously to defend, because he's one of the best, you know, defenders probably in the guard position that, you know, coming out of the draft last year, he's one of the top guards in the draft. So we haven't even really unleashed, you know, what Trey Jones can be all about. And we all know, we all love drew and we all know what drew's role is be the second or third big off the bench, pick up a couple fouls, grab some rebounds, finish around the rim. I would argue that Drew Eubanks is even a better finisher around the rim than Jakob is. Is that a hot take? I don't know. Do y'all y'all agree with me or not, Spurs Nation? You let me know. Is Drew Eubanks a better finisher than Jakob Pertl? Not saying that he should play more because obviously Jakob does a little bit more defensively, but I mean, Drew's no slouch on the defensive end as floor. I mean, at, at the floor as well. So our role players need to be dominant. Our young guys need to be flourishing in these roles right then what comes next after that we have the 21 nba draft we have to add another piece to this puzzle that's going to be able to raise the ceiling of this team right and so we need a guy and i'm saying we need to take the best player available at 12 right and there's a bunch of different guys out here we can go a bunch of different ways we can go for playmaking with josh giddy Shooting with Corey Crispert. We've interviewed Corey Crispert. Keon Johnson from Tennessee is probably one of the better two-way players in this draft. Kind of reminds me of Vassell in the way that Vassell showed in college that he's a defense first guy. And offensively, you know, we we haven't even seen, you know, like what Devin Vassell was able to do offensively in college, man. Like, you know, he got very minimal opportunity offensively in college, but we already we're already seeing that. Devin can easily be one of our best players offensively his rookie season, right? And I feel like Keon Johnson has that same type of upside. So we've interviewed Keon Johnson. You know, we got Kai Jones, crazy, you know, 
raw potential. I think he'll take a little bit more time to develop. Same thing with Alfarin Shangun up top, probably one of the better big men, um, skilled big men in the draft, young, 18, 19 years old. Um, and then Zaire Williams, I think, has has a lot of like Paul George. Um, you know, I'm gonna go get a bucket from you know if I, if I can get the ball in my spots, he's gonna score. So I think he's probably one of the more pure scorers in the draft in Zaire Williams. So I mean, the Spurs can go in a couple different way, a couple different ways. But ultimately, we got to take the best guy at 12 and throw him into the mix with this young group that we have here. Then this is where it gets interesting for me because let's talk about free agency help wanted competitive pay available. You know, the Spurs are going to be in the market this season and maybe even next season as one of the teams that can pay, you know, one of these, some of these role players, maybe a little bit more than most teams, you know, or maybe we're able to match some of the bigger restricted free agents that are out there that are going to be, you know, where their home team is going to be looking to match any contract. We might be able to push that contract up a couple more million than what their home team is willing to pay and, and take a restricted free agent, um, you know, from, from a squad, right? So let's go ahead and look at it. In NBA free agency, this is my opinion. I would rather spend... No, sorry, rather than, sorry, rather than spending on one any one player that is worth the max, right? So all the players that are going to be coming into this free agent market that are going to be worth 20 million to 25, 26 million, I think we got to stay away from those dudes. We don't need to go out and get an overpay for John Collins. We don't need to go out and overpay for Lori Markinen, even though I like those guys. Excuse me. I I would like those guys on our team, I would hate to see us overpay for a free agent. I think we should be competitive in pursuing the needs of this team. And we have three glaring needs, I think, um, if we look at this roster. And that shooting, obviously. Obviously, we need shooting help. We're like last in the league and three-pointers taken and we're last in the league and three pointers made right so it's just like obviously the big one is just shooting now we've interviewed Corey crisper in the draft he would address that problem but should we take him at 12 or do we move down to take him we maybe we move to like 15 17 to try to take Corey crisper maybe i don't know and if we're looking at this team look you got to know one thing if you want to be a good team in the NBA, you got to have a mix of young players that have all this talent and you got to mix them with veterans that know how the league works, that know how to be professionals, that know how to come in and, and help solve problems when the young guys can't figure it out. You have to have good veterans on the squad. I, I forgot who said it. I think it was, I don't know if it was Jeff Van Gundy or if it was, another commentator, but they were like talking about the, the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, and how they got better this offseason by adding age and experience. And they added guys like Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. And they 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 added these older guys to this already very young cast of players with potential. Right. So you know Tory Craig and all that stuff, right? So they did that. So you have to have veterans on the squad. And then obviously we need, we need, we need size. You know, we have a lot of great guards 
a lot of great small forwards. I don't know if you guys can hear that. It's my it's my pooch. He's this my dog. He's drinking water right now. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, and we gotta add size to this roster. Now we can add size again through the draft, um, which might be one of the one of the options there at twelve. Um, there should be a couple big men available at twelve. But you know, I think that we should address these three areas in free agency. Every in the draft, let's just draft upside. Let's draft talent. Let's draft. Let's draft the guy that has potential to to be better than anyone else on our team. Right. That should be the approach to our draft. Now, in free agency, let's look at our shooting. Here are some of the bigger free agents that are are you know some of the top shooters, I guess you can say in the in this free agent class. Some of them are restricted. Some of them are unrestricted. But any of these guys, I would be happy with. If I am the San Antonio Spurs, I'm going out to try to get at least two of these guys. Two of them. So instead of paying freaking John Collins $28, 27000000 million, can we get two of these guys for $28 million? Like, can we pay one of them 12 and one of them 17 or whatever? We might have to overpay. This is the area where I think we should overpay for. We need to lock two of these guys in for like the next two or three years at a fair competitive price that's what we need to do we need to go out and try to get a tim hardaway jr and a doug mcdermott or a duncan robinson and a danny green right or joe harris from the nets we need to be adding shooters to this squad via free agency there's some other shooters out there too like jj reddick um a couple shooters from at different positions than just this this you know shooting guard small forward um, spot, but these are the guys that I want to see play with our young guys. These are the type of guys that I want to see playing next to a Dejounte, Derek, Alani, <clears throat> a Keldon, things like that. Guys that are snipers in this league and that have been proven to be snipers in this league. That's who I want to bring onto this squad next year. I don't. I'm sorry, Corey Crispert maybe can even develop into something more than what he is. But I say go out and get some proven shooting that is out there on the market. And these are just some of them. You know, Doug McDermott, we saw what he was able to do in the playing game. The dude went off for like, I don't know how many threes in in the first half. Duncan Robinson, we know we've seen what he's been able to do in Miami. I love that he's a Miami guy. Um, I love that, you know, he comes from a culture similar to ours. Joe Harris, obviously, he's had some ups and downs. But I love that he played for Pop and Team USA in 2019. I love that he knows his role and that he knows how to finish around the rim when he gets chased off the, the line. And he, he's just he's a sniper. We all saw Tim Hardaway Jr. And, and what he's been about past few seasons. That's been shooting lights out. And I would love to bring Danny Green back into the table, back into the fold here in San Antonio. Y'all let me know if that interests you or not. Danny Green had a better year for Philadelphia than he did for the Lakers in the previous year. Obviously, we know Danny. there's a lot of circumstance with Danny Green. He's got to be healthy. He's got to be kind of in the right system. You know, when he's off, he's off, right? I mean, his last few years with San Antonio were kind of rough. They were kind of rough. But we've all seen what he's been able to do when he's on as well. And if there's a resurgence in Danny Green's career, of, of you know, you know how the Spurs like to go out and overpay guys that are a little bit past their prime. In other words, like we did with Paul Gasol and stuff like that. I wouldn't mind. Shh, don't tell anyone. I wouldn't mind if we did the same thing like that for Danny green saying here, Danny, we're going to give you, we're going to give you more money. You're going to be around for about three years. 
um, try to be productive. Uh, you know, he's won a championship with us. So I'm, I'm cool with Danny Green coming back. Actually, it was a few years ago. I had this debate. I, I started this debate. You guys let me know. Should Danny Green have his number retired in the AT&T Center? I, 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 it's not going to be the AT&T Center anymore. Just to let you guys know, right? Those of y'all that don't know. AT&T is not going to re-up their their uh, contract, right? So, But does Danny Green deserve to have his jersey hanging up in the rafters? I say yes. I say yes. That's just my opinion. But in free agency, addressing shooting is going to be the number one thing that I would be advising our coaching staff and our, and our scouts and whatever, whoever's you know in charge of free agency, is that we need to be putting our money here here right not into some you know guy that we're gonna overpay no 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 we don't need to pay 27 million dollars to one guy let's get two shooters and throw them into this mix of players that we have right now all right so next the veterans right again i said it earlier we need veterans on this team these are some of the veterans that i would like to bring into the fold uh, that are going to be free agents this year. Let's start off with Patty Mills. Like I said earlier, Patty Mills can be the Udonis Haslam of the San Antonio Spurs, and I'd be about it until the day I die. He can be in a Spurs uniform as long as he wants. I honestly don't even care if we pay him a little bit more than we should, uh, as long as we're not asking him to take the most threes on our team, like we did this season, right? We asked Patty Mills shot the most threes on our team, shot the most. Right. I think he made the most too, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, obviously we would need a couple of these other shooters that we're talking about to take some of those shots away. But um Patty Mills is a veteran out there. I like I like maybe, you know, the addition of TJ McConnell, um, another veteran, head savvy guy who who seems like he's able to connect with young players. And I think a lot of players respect TJ McConnell around the league. Um <clears throat> Jermichael Green. Right. He was a former Spur as well. He's been around the league. He's been doing some great things in the playoffs. He's been doing some great things with Denver. I would love to bring Jermichael Green back into the fold. Um, Tory Craig, three and D veteran, uh, playing in the playoffs right now in the finals. Uh, and then uh Markeith Morris, man. Not Marcus Morris. Uh, even though I wouldn't necessarily be angry if he wanted to come to the Spurs, but Markeith Morris has shown that. He's a he's a tough presence at the small forward, power forward, and can provide shooting. Right, we talked about some of these other guys can shoot as well, not necessarily like snipers, like kind of like the other group of players that I had, but they're still able to shoot the ball. Um, Tory Craig, uh, Markeith Morris, those guys. So this is some of the free agents that I would love to maybe bring into the squad for veteran leadership as well as the production on the court. Right, because you have to have some veterans on your squad. You can't just have a 15-player squad full of young guys. I'm sorry, but that that squad's about to go off the chains, right? Like those young players, you know, someone needs to be able to keep them in check. And you know, guys like this are those high-character guys who I feel like San Antonio Spurs might even look at or might try to get into the fold. All right, so those are the veterans. Now, in free agency, the last thing I would try to try to assess would be size right now this isn't my number one priority because i feel like size is even getting kind of played out of the league right like you know size isn't your number one like shouldn't be anyone's number one like a uh, point of acquisition 
right? Like if I'm a team out there, I shouldn't be like, oh, I need, we need to go out and try to get the biggest guys that we can find. No, 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 no. Skilled, skilled, right? So anyways, let's look at some of the size the, that we have in this free agent class. On the last slide, I had a guy, uh, Tory Craig, who's playing in the finals. Uh, Bobby Portis, man, uh, when Giannis was out, Bobby Portis stepped up and, and stepped up in a big way for Milwaukee. And there's something about bringing guys that were in good situations, championship, like, you know, like these guys are about to play for the championship this season. I would love to maybe pick a few guys from Milwaukee if we could, a few guys from Phoenix if we can to come play for the Spurs next season. And Bobby Portis is one of those guys who we might be able to give Bobby Portis more than any other team. Right. Like not that, you know, we should give him a lot of money, but maybe we can give him a few more million than other teams are willing to give him. But he's kind of just earned that in this playoff run. Bobby Portis has has just kind of earned the his payday. So I feel like it's a fresh payday for Bobby Portis, which is great. You know, and he's playing at such a high level right now. Same thing with Tory Craig. It's like, hey, man, these guys might not have been worth much before the playoffs. But right now, they might be worth a little bit more, and we might be able to pay them even a little bit more if we feel the fit is right. So, I mean, guys like Bobby Portis, I I love bringing that championship-level, playoff-level experience into our roster if we can. Um, Rashard Holmes, or Rashawn Holmes, sorry, Rashawn Holmes from Sacramento is a player that I like as well. Obviously, Gorgie Dang should be on our roster, like on our board right now, obviously we brought him in at the buyout market. So why wouldn't he be? Obviously he fits the character part of our team. And, and um, we got to see flashes of what he might be able to bring to the table. He just never really got any run consistent run with us this year to, to show showcase his, his abilities. Then we got guys like uh, Nemanja Jelica. I think I'm saying his name right for the heat. He was on the heat this season. He's a big man. Um, who's very skilled, who can shoot the ball, who has been um, a 40% three-point shooter, I think maybe like two or three times in his career. Not that he shot a high clip, but he was able to knock down what he did shoot. I like the way Norland's Noel played for New York. Um, New York's a team that if, like, you know, how, how I was saying about the Phoenix Suns and the Bucks, you know, I like their their guys because they're getting all this experience. And if we can plug a few of those players on the Spurs team next year, that's only that's only good news for us. Um, I feel like Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks has the same kind of evaluation, right? So it's like if we can pull any of the Knicks players from Tom Thibodeau, that would be a good thing for us too. So Nerlens Noel, I feel like can come in, play defense, be held accountable defensively, and stay on the floor. Uh, for us in big crunch times right and then lastly over here i have um zach collins i know that he just hurt his toe again he's gonna have surgery but he's a guy from portland who just kind of like some other guys never really had the right opportunity and consistency and maybe it was because of health or, or or i don't know what but he has a lot of upside still and you know he was a lottery pick i think he was he was a top pick uh in the draft coming out of Gonzaga, I believe he played for Gonzaga. Um, and he is kind of falling out of, you know, favor, I think in Portland. So I would love to kind of snag him up and, and develop him a little bit more Zach Collins and see what he can bring to the table. Now there are a couple other bigs out there like Kelly Olenek. I know is, is one that I've heard <clears throat> around the Spurs Twitter world. Um, he played really well for Houston when he got traded there. 
I'm not a huge fan of Kelly Olenek, but I get it, right? Like I get the idea of Kelly Olenek on your team, being able to spread the floor. He's aggressive. He doesn't turn the ball over. You know, he's a good big. Is he out of Gonzaga too, Olenek? I like those those Gonzaga big men, man. So we can get our hands on some of those. They'll be good. So that's the free agency like part of this equation. Shooting, veterans, and size. All right. So, guys, that is my presentation for <clears throat> this episode. If this rebuild has been happening in plain sight and it's already in progress, and this is the year, the time is now, if it is, if I don't rule out the Spurs bringing back Patty Mills, bringing back DeMar DeRozan, trying to add another couple of uh, heavy hitters out there and try to compete for a championship that way. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the plan. I just feel like right now we're in a we're in an, a unique position. And if we wanted to give the keys, right, again, like we said, the foundation keys to the culture, to DeJounte and Derek, one, they have to stay healthy, right? They have to stay healthy together for a full season. These two combined might be able to give us 50, 60 points a night, a night, if they're healthy and if they can do it consistently. They showed it in flashes this season where they combined for 59, 52, but then we need them to do it every night, right? And I think they can just this year, the circumstances and everything, it just wasn't in the picture, right? was not in the picture, right? Scoring, a lot more shots are going to be on the table for people to step up, um, as well as role players need to be – our roles need to be very defined on who's going to be doing what, who's going to be our rebounder, who's going to be our tough guy, who's going to be our lockdown um, guy on the wing. You know what I'm saying? Like who's going to be um, – help spacing the floor, right? All that type of stuff. Who's going to come off the bench and – and have you know so the the roles that these young players are going to have to kind of adjust to some of them might be new for some of them and some players might have opportunity um to kind of just do what they've been doing but you know show that you can do it on a level with more minutes you know if we can give you more minutes can you keep being consistent cuz some of these young guys when they get more minutes their consistency drops off and if you're asking me all 75 of you guys in here right now. Thank you guys for watching. Hit that like button down below. Smash it. Chant Go Spurs Go if you're digging this episode. Thank you for hanging out. Make sure to click that subscribe button as well. Hit the notification bell so you can be notified whenever we drop new content or we go live on this channel. This Wednesday, I'm going to be going live with um, the guys from SSPN. Uh, shout out to uh, Jude and... Um, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the names. The guys from the SSPN, I want to get this right. They're going to be on on Wednesday. So make sure around 6.30, guys, make sure you tune in. That's why I want you to hit that notification bell. Ethan, Ethan Quintero and Jude McLaren from SSPN are going to be in the house on Wednesday. Um, so, again, um, these guys, if you're asking me, I digress. If you're asking me this season, the reason why these guys were not able to get opportunity wasn't because the coaching staff was like, let's just give all the shots to our old guys. Like, no, like like a part of it, there's a two-parter. I feel like we're, we were paying one money talks and, and we're paying Patty, Rudy and DeMar like the most money on the team. So we're going to ask them to live up to the paycheck. One, 
But two, it's up to these young guys to take those shots away. It's up to these young guys to prove that they are not a defensive liability. It's up to these young guys to prove that they can do it night in, night out. And I'll tell you what, most of them fell short. Most of our young players fell short this year. So what are the Spurs supposed to do? They had to give the ball to Patty. They had to let Rudy take a lot of shots. They had to let DeMar, you know, do DeMar, uh, try to every single night. And they came through for the most part. But if we're saying, hey, why don't the young guys get opportunity? Well, first off, it's up to the young guys to earn it. And it's up to the young guys to say that, you know what? This guy may be a veteran or whatever, but I'm I'm here and I'm ready. I'm young, but I'm ready. I think Devin Vassell did that last year. You know, last year, no practice, tight schedule, playing every other day. All that took into should be taken into account on why our young guys didn't play enough. But at the same time, there was some opportunity. Um, but at the end of the day, they weren't consistent. They might have had one good game and like, whoa, Devin Vassell scored 20-some points against Phoenix. Yeah, but he played a whole bunch of other games throughout the season. Did he do that every night? No. You know who does do what they do every night? The veterans. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that has to – like Lonnie's the same way. Lonnie had great games. Wow, Lonnie scored 30 points. Did he do it every night? No. Was he able to stay on the floor because of the defensive side of the ball every night? No. Sometimes Lonnie Walker got played off the floor where he couldn't step up defensively. He was so lost. So what are the Spurs supposed to do? Just say here, like here, take all the minutes. No, guys, I'm sorry, but the young guys have a part to play in why they weren't able to get the run that they 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 we feel like they deserve. And some of it has to be do with health and like I said, circumstance of COVID and all that stuff. But if you're asking me, we're gonna go ahead and press fast forward. Let's let's if we're going to say bye to Demar, Patty, Rudy, Trey Lyles, Gorgie Dang. Um, I like Keita Bates job. I, I, I think we should keep Keita, um, in the house. I really like what he does. Uh, but this is the plan in my eyes. This is the plan. If they're like, Hey Rob, the Spurs call me up. Hey Rob, you know, what's your take on what, what do you think? You know, this off season should be all about. What do you think we should do? We're, we're going to move on from DeMar. What do you, what do you think? I think first off, we got to give the keys to DeJounte and Derek. All the shots need to go to Lonnie, Devin, and Luca needs to take more shots to help space the floor. Our roles need to be set for these young guys. We we can't let them just kind of play and see where they, you know, what they do well in. No, we have to have roles. And I think the Spurs do a great job of setting roles and making sure that they're clear in the beginning of the season and build those roles throughout the season. You know, like Patty, it's like, Patty, you're going to come off the bench no matter if the point guard's starting or not. I mean, it hurts or, or whatever. No. You're going to be in your role and, and we're going to work on this role for you all season long, making sure that you're getting better every single game at your role. I feel like that's very important. We're talking about the specialists and what people are going to be doing for our squad. Um, and then the draft and free agency come into play and that's very exciting. Right. And all that's going to be happening over the next month. Right. So technically from now, today's the fifth, a month from tomorrow is going to be the day where free agents are going to be able to sign. Right, so let's see who we bring into the fold during uh, the draft. Very excited for the draft, uh, and then we'll we'll see what we need to address in free agency. Right, so and then I think if we kind of put some of these pieces together, um, 
I think next year we can be a really competitive team. And I, I don't want to say we'll be a playoff team guaranteed because I think a lot of a lot of that has to you know deal with luck, you know, like being healthy and 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 uh, just having guys develop and and you know it's not always just set in stone for every team, you know, like who expected some of you know the Phoenix Suns to be in the finals, right? I think everyone maybe thought they'd make the playoffs for the first time in ten years, but I don't think anyone thought that they'd go to the finals. But they started clicking. Atlanta, look at Atlanta. When we had a watch party on OOC, shout out to Order on the Court. Make sure that you go subscribe to Order on the Court OOC Spurs. So we do post game shows and watch parties throughout the season. Um, subscribe to that channel as well. But we played. We had a watch party for Atlanta, and we beat the crap out of Atlanta. And then like a month later, man, do y'all remember Trey Young doing what he's doing right now in the playoffs to us? We went to overtime with Atlanta and Trey Young just killed us in overtime. Just got bucket after bucket after bucket. That was a sign. <laughs> that was a sign, Spurs Nation. We saw what Atlanta what Atlanta was about and what Trey Young was about that second time that we played Atlanta throughout the season. The second time we played them. It was just like these games here on the playoffs, man. It was so exhilarating, nerve-wracking, and Trey Young just did us dirty. But uh, Atlanta is one of those teams that, hey, man, on paper, they had all this talent. They had veterans, right? They had Bargnani, right? They had Capella. They had um, Bogdanovich, but they had young guys like Collins and Trey Young, um, Cam Reddish, Hunter, right? So they had a mix, a nice blend of young guys that were ready and veterans that already are already like seasoned and like almost guaranteed like in whatever that they're good at, right? These veterans. So, you know, they started playing good at the right time. That's Atlanta's whole thing this year is that they got hot at the right time. And so the Spurs can be one of those teams. That's all I'm saying. We have the veterans. I'm sorry. We have the young guys that are ready. Uh, we just need to finish putting this roster together around them, not around DeMar, not around Patty and, and Rudy, you know, around Derek and DeJounte and giving opportunity to the rest of this young core. All right, guys. So that's going to be the show for today. Again, thank you for watching. Smash that subscribe button down below. Hit that like button as well. Chant Go Spurs Go in, when you do. Let me know in the chat where you're from. Thank you for subscribing, uh, Wayne Bruce. <laughs> uh, going through the chat room real, real quick here, guys. Going to say what's up to y'all. Oh, I see a tip in here. 199. That's from Sean Kelly. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Sean, for dropping the tip, man. Um, it goes a long way, man. You know that. Uh, thank you for, for being a, a consistent rock and supporter of this show. Uh, thank you very much, Sean. Um, I see uh, IT kill it kills in here. What's up? A couple of new names I haven't seen in here. Rockin' Nova. What's going on? B Miz, uh, True Nigel, uh, Nate. Genius Madman, Jimmy G, Playmaker uh, Ghetto, Gito, Playmaker underscore Gito, I think. Um, Rowellito Glorioso. Uh, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, let me see who else we have in here. Jimmy G, I think I said that already. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Cody Castillo, what is up, Cody? Wild Dan Hibiki. Hibiki, what's up, guys? I'm rolling through the chat. So if you're watching right now and you want to get a real quick shout out, um, 
put something in the chat. <laughs> um, let me see. ML Miles one, uh, KBD over Morris, Kata Bates Jap over Morris. I want them both. I want them both. Um, Roy Rez, what's up, Roy Rez? Um, Art Salinas, thank you for hanging, hanging by, uh, stopping by. Uh, CB, what's up? I'm seeing any new people in here. Christian Sada, what's going on? Uh, Jermaine Phillips, what's up, Jermaine? Uh, Juan Gill, Juan Gill, Ghostbirds Go. Um, thank you guys, man, from the Philippines, wherever guys you guys are watching, man. I'm, that's what I'm saying. This is a international group of Spurs amigos on this channel, and I just can't thank you guys enough for for watching, for subscribing, for liking, for getting in that chat room, hanging out with with everybody. Um, again, guys, if you want even more like access and and participation with this channel, check out the Patreon link below. It'll take you to this page right here. Let me go ahead and. Scroll up so I can take this off. Thank you, Sean, for the for the tip as well. It goes a long way, brother. Um, with the five dollars a month, guys, you can get um, a shout out. You can get responses to comments when you're commenting on our videos. Um, automatic entry to giveaways like the one we have coming up. Uh, the Spurs Fiesta logo canvas. It's an original canvas, one of a kind only where we're going to be giving away to our Patreon members. So if you're a $5 a month member or if you're $10 a month and you want to get um, voting power, right, when we do future on future uh, episodes, you get to vote on what we do, what we don't do. Um, you get access to a uh, Discord. Uh, I don't know why it says Discord with a T. With a T. It's supposed to be a D, sorry. Uh, Discord uh, server as well. You know, if you're a $15 a month member, you're going to get merch discounts. You're just going to get even more behind the scenes stuff but ultimately guys you are the backbone to this channel my patreon members guys uh, that's why it's a really big goal for us this off season um the patreon you know when this when i'm a teacher and coach as well uh those of y'all have been following me for a while you guys know that when summer ends you know i'm hopefully going to be able to continue to provide y'all with this spurs content not just on OOC order on the court during the season, but here as well. So if you like this show and you want me to be able to do consistent content during the school year, if you guys will, from like August to, to May, um, the only real way I can do that is with Patreon support, right? That way, you know, you know, cause I just had a son too, guys. I just had those of y'all that follow know that too. I just had my first kid uh, shout out to Rob that I hold the third right? A uh, little RT3. You know, everything's all about him now, right? So everything I do on this channel, I, I try to make it grow. All that is just so I can do more for him, right? And be here more for him. I would love to eventually go full time with this YouTube channel and, and try to do shows for you guys every single day, or maybe like Monday through Friday, right? And, and try to do more film rooms for you guys, because the film room part, as I know, is I know one of some of y'all's favorite part of this channel is when we break down Spurs basketball film. And so I'm having to redo how I record film. Um, you know, I used to record film through Fox Sports Go, which is now Bally Sports, and Bally Sports website is not the same. And I can't go back and look at replays. And I used to go back and look at replays, get filmed that way. So I can't do that anymore. So I have to like figure out a new way, which is fine. But, you know, I'm working here on like a 2000, 
13 refurbished MacBook Air, like some old tech. You would never know, right? And that's because I put a lot of hard work into making sure this show is as clean and as, as organized as I can and, and more as engaging as I can for you guys. So my whole goal is to do this full time for you guys, bring you guys content weekly um, during the off season, um, go to Las Vegas summer league and do content for you guys there. Um, move, you know, maybe move to San because I'm in Texas. I'm not in the San Antonio area anymore. I used to be, but move back to that area. Um, you know, go to Spurs games, give you more Spurs coverage from the game, maybe talk to fans around the game, all that type of stuff. I have all these ideas for what I want to do with this channel, give you guys voting power, like, hey, I'm going to do a film room this week. Uh, do you want it to be over Lonnie or Devin or Derek? Or what do you guys want it to be? You guys vote, right? Who do you want the film room breakdown to be? Which game do you want me to break down, right? All that type of stuff is what the plans are for this channel. So thank you guys for like supporting. I mean, just, just supporting, liking this channel. Um, viewing, watching the videos helps goes a long way, but if you want to go that extra mile for Spurs film room for me and for, you know, the ability, my ability to do more for you guys, there's a few ways you can do that. Obviously when you become a member, you get perks, you get automatic entries to giveaways, you get behind the scenes access, voting power, but you can also just drop tips on the show. There's a tip jar link. If you want to just drop five bucks, two bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, Whatever it is you can drop, we really appreciate it. You can use the YouTube Super Chat to do that, or you can go to the tip jar link in the description below. Um, that goes a long way to support this channel. Also, like I said, there's links in the description. If you go buy Spurs merch using the links that I give you guys, um, that lets them know that I sent you, and I can you know make a little you know small fraction off of that. Um, full right transparency with that. That's what that does. It's, it gives me like a little referral commission. So why not? Right. You guys love, you guys are Spurs nation. I want to get you guys connected with cool official gear. Use the links in the description below for ticket distributors as well. Um, so thank you guys, man, for watching and just supporting this channel. Um, I do it for you guys, man, the support from my wife and everyone, they just really are amazed. And I'm, I'm amazed too. Every time I log on, on how the international group that we can pull together here on YouTube, how we can come together and all chant go Spurs go together. That's what it's all about. And that's why I do this here for you guys. Love Spurs basketball, but more than that, I love interacting with you guys, Spurs Nation, uh, when we talk about Spurs basketball and break down Spurs film and all that stuff like that. So thank you guys for hanging out. Um, I didn't really get to go through your questions. Uh, I, I appreciate the tips when y'all do. Believe me, I, I, I want to go through your questions, everybody in the chat right now. Um you know, I would love to just keep pulling y'all's questions up on screen. Like, Hey, like, right. Like I can pull everybody's question here. Everyone's comment here on screen if I wanted to. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, they're, they're going, the chat's going and the ones that have a tip are like highlighted in red. And, you know, just like Sean's up here, uh, his tip had a highlight on it. So when they're highlighted, they pop up, right. And I can see, and I can go in there and pick them and, and I can go in there and, um, let's see if I can put it on or now. Right. So they just highlight to me. So, and also that helps support the channel. Okay. So um, sometimes we'll do a live Q and a where, where I'll throw the tip jar out the window and whatnot. And, but I mean, obviously guys, I'm trying to turn this into some type of business where I can do this full time with you guys. That's the ultimate goal. I know YouTube has the power to do it. Um, and it's all about you guys just liking this video, subscribing to the channel. I mean, all free, hit that notification bell, all free, put a comment in here that lets other Spurs nation uh, amigos like yourself 
find Spurs Film Room, right? So thank you guys for tuning in. Again, Wednesday, I will be on here with the guys from SSPN. Uh, that's Ethan and Jude from SSPN. We're going to be talking Spurs. We're going to talk a little bit about free, uh, the, the draft. Um, so just stay tuned for that. And I'll see you guys on Wednesday, man. Go Spurs, go. If you're listening to this on the podcast, link below. Uh, 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 the podcast, you can listen to it on Apple, Spotify. That's another way you can support the show um, is by listening to the podcast, rating the podcast five stars or on, on Apple or Spotify. That goes a long way. So if you listen to podcasts, go subscribe to the channel, go rate it. It really does do a lot for me in the podcast world, which I, where, where I'm still trying to grow as well. So basically we're here on YouTube and we're on our podcast feed, right? So thank you guys. Follow me on Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, right? Doing stuff on Twitter more often at Spurs Film Room across all of them. So uh, see you guys Wednesday. I mean, we've been on here for an hour and a half. My wife is going to kill me. She was like, don't take too long. And I took a little bit longer than I thought, right? So um we ha- I have a show, a Spurs show here, right on this channel with my wife, Till Spurs Do Us Part. Um, so you guys can go check out that video on my channel, Till Spurs Do Us Part. Uh, that's a new like Spurs take show I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do with my wife every now and then. So she's gonna get on me a little bit right now. But hey, I did it for you guys, all right. So I was probably supposed to get off here like 45 minutes ago, right? So um, right now, Aaron is saying that SSPN know their stuff. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I'm very impressed with, with them and their channel. So um, I'm excited to have them on on Wednesday. Uh, so go Spurs go. Uh, if you want to tell uh, my wife that we, you appreciate her uh, letting me be on for an hour and a half, uh, follow her on Instagram at Alma, Miss Alma Linda Trejo. Miss, Mrs. Alma Linda Trejo. So on Instagram. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Go Spurs go. Catch you guys on the next one. Adios. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this.